0: I am radio with your co-hosts, Robert Briney and Aaron Laxton. We go around the world and across the United States. Join in the conversation by calling in to 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. This week, we have your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins. And your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause I Am Radio. I hope you're ready for season two because it starts now.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome to 2017. How you doing, Aaron? This is Robert Brining, and Aaron Lacks, this first show of uh, the 2017 season. I'm excited. Aaron, how's your new year? Happy new year.
2: Happy new year to you as well. It's definitely, uh, you know, it's it, we've been on break for a couple of weeks, and uh, man, it's just so much has happened over the holiday. But it was, you know, it was a good holiday, and uh, I made it through without gaining any weight, so that's a that's always a good thing.
1: That's good, that's good, because you've recently switched over to the what, the vegan diet?
2: You know, I like to say I'm about 80% vegan. Um, I, I still like my cheese. So I I subscribe to, I only eat things where the animal didn't lose its life. Um, so gotcha. I get yelled at. Some people say that's not vegan, but, um, you know,
1: I'm just not that committed yet so so how how were your holidays did you get to do the what did you do anything uh, exciting or travel anywhere or
2: uh you know just did uh, uh family stuff i was able to uh get over to kansas city um spend some time over there um and that was uh that was a good uh a good trip and then um you know just uh, nothing too crazy here in st louis i, I think you know where i am now Thirty-seven is a lot different than, let's say, twenty-seven, where I would have been out, you know, at the bars and, uh, um, you know, partying it up. Um, a lot less party now uh, that I'm in school. It's <laughs> and, and just in a different place in life, you know.
1: Yeah, I hear you. It was exciting How about you? for me. I didn't, I didn't really do much. I mean, I, I, it allowed me to have a lot of three-day, four-day weekends with the holidays and stuff like that. So that was exciting. I, I kind of spent Christmas with my family here um, in Philly. And then for New Year's, it was kind of, you know, the same family. We just kind of got together. My mom does the pork and kraut, you know, for good luck every year. And my aunt came over. So it was it was nice. It was, you know, just kind of like family time. I, I kind of don't like spending lots of money or going out to the bars. We actually, now that I think about it, we did go to a, uh, my partner's uh, friend uh, had a, you know, like a little like a New Year's Eve party. So we kind of went to that, but we kind of felt like the old heads. We were kind of, it was kind of a younger crowd for us. So, you know, after midnight, I was like, all right, I made it, I made it to the fireworks. Let's go, (laughs) you know, and then we kind of left in and kind of just, you know, stayed in and, and relaxed.
2: So, so the pork and kraut, is, did you eat that on New Year's? Because I've heard of people eating like black-eyed peas and things like that. So do you, do you all eat pork and kraut? Is that your tradition?
1: Yeah, that's, that's my family's tradition, to eat pork and kraut for good luck. So I never actually really liked it until the last couple of years. My mom puts bacon and bacon, <laughs> all that good bacon stuff, grease and fat all in with it. And, and it really comes out watering, and I don't know it just kind of over the last few years I've grown acquired taste for it and and now I, I gotta have it <laughs> every New Year's if it's not there I feel like something's missing so
2: you know it's interesting I was actually just reading on um, uh, I think it was the body they had an article about um, people living with HIV have a quadruple chance of cardiac issues so all that baking kind of made me think of uh, uh,
1: cholesterol are you trying to say something to me aaron well the funny thing Uh, is is one of my new year's resolutions is to eat less bacon you know working where i work at the bagel shop you know we make bacon every day and smelling it every day makes me want it and i've been eating it a lot over the last year year and a half so i've actually since the new year have switched over to turkey bacon You know so about 80% of the time now I'm eating turkey bacon instead of regular bacon so that's always Uh you know it's one of my you know it's moving healthier (laughs) baby steps
2: hey no I I, I get it have you had um, have you had your cholesterol checked
1: I have the last time I had it checked was probably about a year ago and that when I went, they told me that I have the uh, cholesterol of a 16-year-old girl. Oh, they really weren't worried about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, are you sure? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'll take it.
2: Yeah, see, I have the bad genes of my mother. You know, she unfortunately passed really early. Um, she was in uh, 46 when uh, she passed. um and uh, from cardiac issues. And so when they did mine, it showed that my LDL, which is the, I guess the bad cholesterol and then triglycerides were double what they should have been. And that's even on a vegetarian diet. Um, wow. so I'm hoping that, that the next go round. but anyway, it was very interesting because this article I was reading, um, it, it basically said that people living with HIV need to pay more attention to their cardiac health um, but, yeah, I do miss bacon. I'll be honest about that. I do love bacon.
1: Yeah, because everything tastes better with bacon. Everything. And I don't you care know what, what my go-to. Your go-to is? No, I was going to say, well, I don't care what anybody says. Turkey bacon does not taste like bacon. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I wouldn't even believe. But, it, you
2: know, my go-to is, if I'm having a really bad day, deviled eggs.
1: Mm, I love deviled eggs. I love eggs.
2: deviled eggs. So I'll yeah, go you usually only get those morning. at parties. That's right. Well, I'll I'll stand near the tray and be like, oh, I don't know where all
1: 32 <laughs> double eggs <dakes> went. <laughs> yeah, actually, we get those out for good luck on Easter. Um We really? kind of do it a little like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of one of the traditions my family does. My dad's side, um, the Italian and Lebanese side, they kind of... Do uh, you know we do our little prayer before the the this feast, and then we all eat an egg, a deviled egg, for good luck. Huh.
2: I like your family traditions.
1: <laughs> They're interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, every so, family needs to have their own.
1: Is there anything that you do specifically, like for for New Year's, or for you know that's your tradition? That's something that only you do.
2: Not really. I, 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 you know, Christmas getting the ornaments out, uh, every year we buy a new ornament. So that's kind of a, a tradition. Um, this year we started on Christmas Eve watching Die Hard because that is the best Christmas movie. Although that's a huge argument whether it is or isn't, I believe it is. Um, and so that's our kind of our New
1: Year's Eve, uh, tradition. Oh, that's fun. I always used to watch the old uh, the old classics, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, The Year We're Out of Santa Claus. They're always good ones. They Actually, so much, my partner tried to get me to watch Bad Santa this year, and I kind of wasn't really a fan of it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't I, know. You know,
2: the, the, old, the classics like um, Frosty the Snowman are actually quite sad now as an adult watching it, but as a child, you don't get mm-hmm. the... Uh, Kind of like the overtones of it, uh, mm-hmm. that it's really about death and this <laughs> you know, snowman dying
1: and coming back. It's very sad, actually. Yeah, a lot of them are. Charlie Brown Christmas, all those good stuff. So That's it's right. a new year, so that means that we have a new scoop, a new HIV scoop from coming from Josh Robbins. So let's hear what he has to say, what's breaking uh, the windows in the new year you
0: <smart noise> This is your HIV Scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusive for Paws I Am Radio. Buzzworthy HIV news in under 90 seconds. Here's Josh Robbins in this week's HIV Scoop.
4: Well, hello 2017. I'm Josh Robbins, and we have made it through the holidays. All right, on with some news and gossip. Perhaps the daily pill approved by the FDA for the prevention of HIV is just that, a daily pill. And although many of us are particularly used to taking pills once a day, some of our hiv negative friends may have some trouble doing it. Well, here comes the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They're investing up to $140 million in the creation of a subdermal implant that can continually release PrEP for up to a year. Implants under the skin are actually shown more effective than long-acting injectables, according to research. And that's pretty cool and kind of interesting if you're into that sci-fi business. Speaking of PrEP, do you remember the big fight that happened in England last year over whether the national health system would pay for the HIV prevention med? Well, of course you do, because if you're like me, we all love a good Jerry Springer cat fight in the midst of an HIV prevention activity. LOL. Well, JKJK. JK. Anyways, after losing an appeal last month to stop funding PrEP, the NHS announced it's launching a clinical trial of PrEP that will provide the medicine to 10,000 participants over the next three years. And they said they were broke. Finally, the first U.S. national HIV service organization proudly incorporating the undetectable equals untransmittable message has been discovered. That's right. We finally found a nonprofit that has a backbone to finally say, what science already says, that if we're undetectable for six months, we're not out transmitting HIV. So who is the organization? Hold on, I'm telling you. Housing Works. Have a great week, y'all. There
1: you have it, the HIV scoop from Josh Robbins. I want to thank Josh for this week's scoop. So, you know, one of the big things that happened, uh, I feel, over the the holiday break was the whole you equals you. It kind of, uh, for me, came out of nowhere, and it was something that I kind of support it, you know, um, I kind of wanted to show support. So I created a banner. If you go to our Facebook page, uh, just look up uh, Positive Radio, you can see the banner that I created in support of this uh, with Housing Works. And uh, our friends Bruce and Bob at the Prevention Access um, campaign are actually uh, putting together something, too. So I actually want to have them coming on the show. What are your thoughts on this U equals U campaign?
2: I think it's awesome. I mean, we knew – Uh, from the HPTN 052 study. Um, And so where all this data came from um, was the data started coming in um, that supported, you know, they looked at like 32,000 sexual interactions where one partner was positive and one partner was negative. And out of all of them, not a single transmission happened. And so activists and advocates for a long time, we've, you know, been saying that, but science, And scientists and doctors are very reluctant to ever say, you know, there's a 0% chance. And so we've always said there's a low chance. Um, And so this just, I think it reaffirms the community, um, what the community has been saying now with science. Um, So, yeah, I think it's a great thing. I I think it supports, you know, treatment as uh, prevention um, out there in the community.
1: Yeah, people can find information on this by uh, going to housingworks.org uh, or going to the preventionaccess.org backslash on backslash detectable page and find out information uh, there and how to get involved and, and, you know, information is important. I love um, on the prevention access page, they say that it is life-changing, stigma-busting, transmission-stopping news. And I think there's no better way to explain it. Kind of breaks it down.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... It's definitely why we encourage people who are nearly diagnosed, um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, after I was diagnosed, I, I opted to go on treatment. I was on treatment within four weeks of diagnosis. Um, not only it's it's great for the person who's living with HIV, um,
3: because
2: the quicker you can get the virus undetectable, the healthier you are, but then you're also um, not, you know, now we know, not able to transmit the virus or very, very low. Uh, risk of transmission so it's always the first thing I tell people you know get on treatment as soon as possible but you know that segues into a very um, another topic that is front and center especially this week as members of Congress are back on the hill and we suspect that there'll be votes um, to repeal the Affordable Care Act also known as Obamacare Um, what most people are maybe not aware of is that people living with HIV Stand to be the most impacted by a repeal of the Affordable Care Act because um, Ryan White Care, uh, they were rolling people living with HIV into um, the Affordable Care Act. And so now if the Affordable Care Act is repealed, um, people living with HIV are kind of left hanging in the balance.
1: That scares me. You know what I mean? Because I That's- use part of, uh, of that for my you know hiv treatment and for you know recently for my oral surgery so you know that's important for people because i know for me it helped you know getting my oral surgery done allowed me to gain more confidence it allowed me to become a little bit more uh i don't know proud of who i am you know what i mean so these things are important for those living with hiv you know even if it's not something that you think is important confidence for somebody is something that could change their life so And access to meds and stuff like that is even more important than anything, obviously, you know, is getting the access to the medication that is keeping them undetectable, which is keeping them untransmittable.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we anticipate that if, uh, you know, if there there is a repeal, um, people with HIV um, and actually ACT UP and Beyond Housing and um, uh, Activist Basics with our friend uh, JD over at the body, has been focusing a lot on, you know, people who are activists and advocates need to get out there, be heard, um, you know, because we really are, um, we do stand to lose the most um, with a, a full repeal or any, any type of repeal,
1: actually. True that. So, like, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was the, the, the implants that he was talking about the medication that could be possibly implanted within your skin and 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 how that would actually, like he said it would be like a time release? Is that what I'm assuming it would be yeah, like so, every day it would just release it?
2: Yeah, so most people remember that uh, back in the 90s, I mean up until now, that there was a, um, a, a, drug, a, a birth control um, that was implanted in a woman Um, usually in her biceps area, and, uh, you know, it would last for, let's say, six months. And you could actually feel it under the skin, Um, and so this is the same concept. And so it would be a little rod or a couple little rods, about an inch long um, and uh, very small. So their width is about, uh, you know, a couple millimeters. And so they just put that under the skin, and then over time, it time releases into your bloodstream, so you have a constant level of the drug. Because unless people take the drug every day at the same exact time, um, and even then, depending on if you've eaten, if you've not eaten, if you're under stress, that the levels of the therapeutic um, levels of the drug can vary from day to day. With this, it wouldn't waver; it would be the same constant. But that being said, I, you know, if things go wrong and a person has adverse effects, that can be bad. And so I think that's something that activists and doctors have have been really concerned about. Um, I don't know if I would do it, just
1: me personally. Yeah, it was kind of scares me. (laughs) You know what I mean? To have something injected and then like, what if it breaks? Or or like you said, if you have some sort of a reaction and it's not something that's easily to take out. Yeah, well,
2: you know, that that's like the trend in our medications and, and uh, uh, um therapy is uh, these long-acting injectables or um, these devices that deliver. I was just reading about one that would last for a year um, that's being explored. And, you know, I just think about how many people have side effects to the tenofovir, um, bone mineral density issues, neurologic. I mean, everybody has different side effects and some people have no side effects, but I don't know. It's just a real, it's a real struggle. I'd have to really kind of sit down and think about if I wanted to take part in that. I'd actually like to see it happen, you know, for a couple of years prior to me doing it because I wouldn't want to really be a guinea pig, you know?
1: Yeah. And I feel like if it's it's not broke, don't fix it. And right now, me taking my meds the way that I take it is working to keep me undetectable. So I kinda I'd right. rather think, yeah. Like you said, I think I need more yeah, trial time.
2: Yeah, and I think it you know, I, I also think it. you have to look at the lifestyle of the person. So I can see this definitely being something, let's say for a younger person or a person that's on the go and maybe they're having issues with drug compliance. So this might actually be something where okay, you put it in, you know, once a, every six months or once every year. And then you just monitor it. that might be great for somebody, but if if you're doing well and you're taking your medications and you've had zero zero problems, like you said, if it's not broke, don't fix it.
1: yeah The world we live in we're getting more and more like uh the future and the Jetsons and all that you know star Trek of living <laughs> just it's insane. Well, I don't know, you know if you
2: saw over the holiday that they have a uh, they're starting to do a, a, an
1: app on your
2: phone that can do HIV blood tests. And and I didn't read all the particulars about it, but I, I think that that's a huge, you know, we're heading in those directions where technology is, um, is going to be used more broadly. Um, you know, to
1: How are they going to be able to do that on water? your phone? How are they going to be able to, how are they going to be able to do that with your phone? Do a blood test?
2: Well, well, if you think about it, they can do, you can do blood tests for your sugar. So it's just a, a device that plugs into your phone and you have the app and then it works in conjunction with that. Like the one for blood sugar, it it just pulls in one drop of blood and then it reads it. Okay. So I mean,
1: yeah, the I didn't think of it like that. There, I was actually. thinking like, how is, that's cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that would
1: scare me. You know, you you still have issues with you know when you do do that and say you are not somebody who is you know mentally stable and you find out that you are negative and take or you know, you take that a different approach and you go downhill and you don't have the support or anybody there to ask questions. So hopefully there's some right. sort of um, like friendly app that can go with it that will hook it. You know where people can go to to get information right away afterwards, other than just finding out your positive in your own home and then being like, you know, it's kind of the same thing with the at-home test that they were giving out.
2: Yeah, no, it, it you know, That's I've heard people on both sides of the fence for it. Um, the biggest thing that I hear when people are, are against it is that, hey, what if a person diagnosed and they don't have the support system? I mean, They do have 800 numbers and things like that. But if if we're really real about it and, and a large majority of the states, you're diagnosed, they may counsel you for a few minutes and then you're out the door and then you're really, it's up to you to get connected to services and linkage to care and all those things. I'm sure you do, but I get people all the time that are newly diagnosed and they feel like they don't really know where to turn. And I'm always puzzled because you were diagnosed, so someplace should have given you all that information about where to connect
1: to. Yeah, it's crucial to have that link. It's one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to get involved with testing and 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 counseling and things like that. I haven't been able to find a job doing it yet, but I definitely got certified. So when the time comes I have that and I can do it because I think it's important to have those people who are knowledgeable about what's around in the area, you know, or the location, the city where the person's getting tested find out where they can get, you know, hooked up with a support group or, you know, just find a a counselor or or somebody that they can speak to or case management, you know, anything like that, a doctor, a dentist, things that they may need, um, home, you Mm -hmm. know, a place to stay because, you know, they may not have a place to stay. So I think it's important that people are involved all around that are, you know, positive and that there's some sort of connection, so. I remember that was the big thing that they talked about when we were going through that testing after, you know, we would test somebody and they came back, uh, you know, reactive, how we would then hook them up with the next step of finding the support. So, it's it's crucial. So, let's yeah. see here. Let's see if we, we can uh, move on to a, uh, one of our, you know, Rise Up to HIV positive messages that's, uh, you know, shared with us from Kevin Maloney over up at Rise Up to HIV. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, check out out our friend Bob over here.
3: Hi, my name is Bob, and I'm from Walkworth, Ontario, a little uh, rural community of uh, 700 people, so I'm a a rural POS guy, and I've been POS for 23 years now, and... um, so I'm a long-term survivor, and I'm kind of proud of that. And I'm proud of all long-term survivors out there. So, hi, long-term survivors, want to want to lift my hat to you. Uh, but I also want to lift my hat to to people who've joined us along the way, uh, and offer encouragement and support and love, because um, I think you have real opportunities here as a person living with HIV to live the kind of life that you wanted, always wanted to do, um, to make a difference. Uh, to throw off the shame, uh, to realize what you want to do, uh, and, and if you want to help and encourage others, just as uh, Kevin is asking us to film videos, to, to support others, um, you have that kind of opportunity too. So Kevin's onto a good idea. Um, I think what I like about this is that it emphasizes that we are part of a community. We are here for each other, we're here to support each other, and to learn from each other, and I kind of like that. Um, It's an opportunity uh, that comes with HIV, and I've grabbed it, and and, and I hope you will too. So enjoy um, being part of a community that can offer you so much and which has the opportunity for you to offer so much. Um, Be well. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the HIV community. It's quite wonderful.
5: Hey everybody, my name is Brady Morris. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, uh, when I was diagnosed as being HIV positive in 2009, I turned right around and tried to commit suicide twice because I thought my life was over. I just wanted to just hide from life. I didn't want to do anything. Um, and it took one person coming to me and saying, Brady, I know that you were just recently diagnosed as HIV positive. I was just recently diagnosed, can you help me? Can you show me, tell me what I need to do next? And that was my light bulb moment. I was like, I do have a purpose, I can help. Um, and that's turned my life around. I have completely given my life over to service, to volunteer. And as a matter of fact, that diagnosis led me on a journey, and now I'm even in Africa doing volunteering, working with children who have been orphaned due to HIV, and working with a local women's group, um, an HIV-positive only women's group, um, which has been so, so fulfilling. So just because you have been diagnosed with HIV, it does not mean your life is over. There is so much more to keep living for. Stay strong. Love you guys. Say hi, everybody. This is what life is about.
1: That's awesome. So thanks, Brady and Bob, for your positive message here. Um, Wow, I forgot how great Brady's was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the
2: videos, is even better because people can see him. He's got a whole village of kids um, uh, behind him as he's out there, you know, working um, in the villages that are most heavily impacted. So it's, it's really amazing. Get over there at Rise Up to HIV and uh, check out those videos. And if you haven't done so, create your own. Hint, hint, Robert. Um, Robert, one-minute <laughs> video. Send it over and uh kevin uh, turns those around pretty quickly and it's always a really really great thing to be a part of
1: yeah one of the um the things that i got uh for christmas uh my mother got me uh you know one of the arms to hold the microphone out uh microphone arm and kind of a, a filter and they're both red so i'm kind of excited about that and then you know my partner got me this really cool thing to hold my phone up during the show where maybe one day when we decide to maybe stream Facebook Live or something, you know, at a conference we can, you know, use. In it. I'm excited for the new year. I'm excited for the upcoming guests. Uh, next week we're going to be speaking with um, Robert Suttle, friend of the show. He's going to come on and give us an update about HIV is not a crime and HIV criminalization representing the CERO project. Um, Aaron, I hope that you had a great, Healthy New Year coming forward to you and I look forward to all the future shows and we're gotta to get together at one of these conferences coming up soon. We gotta figure it out.
2: We we will definitely do it. It's gonna be a reunion.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be a reunion, all right. Well you have yourself a great night and we will see you all tomorrow, guys. See ya.
0: Thank you for joining us for pause. I am you can listen to us each and every Sunday at two PM Eastern Standard Time. As we bring you your weekly dose of hope Join in the conversation on social media Paz I Am Radio And at Aaron Laxton And while you're on there, check out I'm Still Josh As he brings the HIV scoop of the week Also, if you've not checked out the positive message campaign From Rise Up to HIV Be sure to do so For all of you who contribute and make this show possible, thank you so very much. If you think you have a story that needs to be covered or you would like to come on air and talk to Robert and myself, please let us know. We want to bring content that you need and that you want. Be sure to download this episode on iTunes and past episodes. We'd love to hear your feedback. From all of us over here at Paz IM Radio, from Robert Brining and myself, have a safe and healthy week. And until we speak again, stay positive.